Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, this is the Millionaire Hippies Podcast with your host, Boom Shika, where we chat about spirituality, business, and health. We all want to live self-actualizing, fulfilling lives with joy, prosperity, and gratitude. Let's go on this beautiful journey together. Hey everyone, welcome to another video in my series. I'm so excited today again. I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews with people that I find fascinating or people that think differently from me. And so today we have Stefan Gardner on with us. He's actually a coach that was introduced to me from other people that I know. And I love, love the way he thinks. I just love the way he kind of puts a spin on things. I'll be saying something negative and he'll just put a spin on it. And I'll be like, oh my God, that's so true. So I want you guys to experience that a little bit. And so that's the reason I kind of bought him on. And because he's a coach, I'm going to kind of ask him to kind of explain his style. What does he do? What, how does these sessions go? And then we'll go from there. So what do you think, Stefan? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> so tell us about you. Oh, well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I'm going to share any of that in a short, uh, a short frame. Um, I've been a musician my whole life. Uh, I've also had a career in television, which was probably the right thing to do at the time. Um, and it, uh, I, I was also grew up as a country boy, so I, I was not used to the big cities. When I got into the big city, you know, going from volunteer cable station to national broadcast news, um, I didn't survive that really well because of the pressure, job stress, stuff like that. Right. And, uh, so that spawned an interest in understanding me and myself. So I, I started studying personal growth and development. I started going to see people, yeah. trying to find out what uh, made sense and what didn't. And um, I eventually came across uh, a few modalities that I thought were really effective. And once I saw that they were more effective than what most was available in the marketplace, I said, I might as well learn that and offer that for people because I know it helps me. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, what I did. And, um, and so now I don't work in TV anymore. I do this full time and uh, it's very fulfilling and I love doing it. So. Are you based in Toronto right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. And so do you like to do a lot of face to face sessions or do you do them on Skype? Like how do you guys, how do you usually do them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
I used to really not want to do Skype consults. It used to be very unnerving. Um, yeah. I was used to doing things one-on-one. And uh, I come from also a hypnotherapist background. So oh. that really helps in coaching because you get to really find out where triggers are coming from. Right. And I love that method. Um, and so I, I was very used to doing one-on-one kind of in-person, very intimate uh, consults. And, um, but then I realized, well, I can do so many of those, but I need office space and I need, you know, overhead and all these mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. So we have to meet up and make sure that it all works. And yeah. it's also a pretty local thing. So I started to get into Skype stuff and I do that primarily nowadays right. uh, from my home. And, and I, it's kind of convenient to you know, do that because my, my son goes to school and comes back. I have to be there to pick him up. So yes. it works. Um, and it's actually a lot enjoyable on Skype. So I do that uh, with people all around the world right now. Amazing. Amazing. And I I love the the word triggers that you just used in terms of hypnotherapy. Can you kind of expand on that a bit? Because I love learning more about that stuff. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting conversation. Um, well, basically the premise is that a lot of the stuff that we deal with as adults, Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's emotional stress or anxiety or sometimes depression, um, whether it's things like PTSD, mental illness or disorders, whatever, uh, whether it's anger or relationship challenges, money challenges, all these things, um, negative self-talk, weird belief systems, like all the basic general things that people want to work with mm-hmm. or work on. Um, a lot of these things have nothing to do with who you are right now. They have everything, everything to do with things that you went through back in your past. And that can also impact physical conditions too. I've had many people come in for physical challenges, uh, diseases or dysfunctions or things like that. And we find out that there's an emotional root behind it. And that has maybe 20, 30 years ago, there's some uh, childhood trauma or something like that, which is very, very common. Um, and it affects you because it kind of sets a precedent. It's kind of like, um, I use the kind of the, the, the concept of building a building. Uh, you know, if your foundation is shaky or you're missing pieces or mm-hmm. some of your bricks at the bottom have been smashed, uh, then your building is going to have a shaky foundation and it's going to wobble. So that's kind of uh, the, the way that works. I, hypnosis, I mean, there's, there's the version of, you know, walk like a chicken and have fun. But, uh, but I, I took it very seriously. I said that that's a tool that can really help people. So I bring people back and, and I use other methods to clear uh, whatever is there. And uh, it's, it's astonishingly effective. So. Interesting. And so I don't know that much about hypnosis, but is, are you trying to bring them back into or take them back to their childhood and figure out what happened in their childhood? Or is that, is that something? Well, usually what happens is, you know, it's interesting because people love to make uh, psychology more complicated than it really has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so many books out there about ideas and opinions but the truth is that we um the thing that heals a person is to get them connected to their strength and connected to their resilience connected to the piece of them that which is not shakeable Mm -hmm. and so the idea then is you know i'll I'll ask a person as a good example um okay so uh, what do you feel about this or what do you feel about that and they'll bring up a feeling and their body will usually in body language respond to that Mm -hmm. if you ask me what it feels like to be sad, I put my hand on my heart automatically and pull, right? So I'm being pulled away from my heart. And so then my job as a hypnotherapist is to help the person identify that, find out what it is, find if, if there's a health condition associated to it, which is very much often is, or an allergy. And then uh, I ask, okay, so let's go find out where that came from. So I'll ask them to go back to the first time in their life 
they ever felt that feeling. And um, that's usually when it starts. It's usually a, a weird, stressful scene, uh, a loss or something like that. Um, and then I do work to clear it, and then they find their strength in that moment. They, they see that there's really nothing to fix anymore. It's not really as stressful as it used to be. Then we move them forward, and they have a completely different psychology because you're just going back and kind of pulling out the first domino. That's so interesting. That's so, so interesting. Is there ever a person who says that they're afraid of, of this process, and they're just so apprehensive that they're like, no, I don't want to do this. Can we do something else? Oh yeah, uh, all the time, uh, yeah. So, and 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 that is useful. Um, there's many people who do that, and and so I, I had to become. I mean, in the beginning, I relied on hypnosis, and that's something that lots of people do. But for me, I realized that I didn't have that opportunity every single time with someone. Like sometimes it's noisy; I can't do that. Um, so, uh, and some people don't want to. So, uh, yeah. uh, it because uh, it's a very intimate thing to do. I'm literally you're you're literally in my hands and trusting me to for your best interest. So it, yeah. it takes a bit of, um, of uh, commonality there and, and rapport. But um, so I, I learned other methods and tools and learned how to question people a lot more uh, efficiently and effectively. So I don't need it anymore, but it is something that I do continue to use um, because it is so powerful. I mean, I had a guy two weeks ago, um, did his first session in his life he swore that it would never work for him. He's like, I, I, I can't be hypnotized. I'm one of those guys. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I brought him in and, and I mean, he, he has been suffering for like six years with severe back pain oh, yeah. and anxiety and depression. And he mm -hmm. doesn't know where it comes from. And um, I traced him back to when he's two years old and he falls down the stairs. And he's tumbling and hitting his back multiple times, you know, and at the bottom of the stairs, feeling alone, isolated, feeling hurt, injured, like no one's there to care for him, even though everyone was there, but he just didn't realize it because he's in shock, right? So he had this system that's in that moment. And it's interesting because where he lives, there's a staircase. Oh. And so they just moved into that place six years ago. So it's re-triggering that yeah. thing, right? And which is really neat. And so when he went back and, and found out, you know, where he had his strength, his courage, his bravery, everything that he was missing, yeah. it was really neat because he's, he, he comes to me, he's like, I'm always scared to move forward. I'm always, I'm so shy. I don't have any, that much courage, all that stuff. I said, okay, sure. That's just a story that we tell ourselves. Yes. Truth yes. is, I brought him back two years old, found out where he was brave, where he had courage, <laughs> where he had all, everything he was missing in his life for like 30 years and uh, brought him back, woke him up. He literally, for half an hour, couldn't stop crying. He just had some oh emotional release. Because that's what we do. We just store emotions in our body, and we don't allow it to come out. But eventually, the bottle gets so big that it starts to break, and then we break. Mm -hmm. But if we release it, it's an amazing what happens. And so the first time in his life, he actually felt what his body actually feels like, which is love and gratitude innately. Um, and he felt that for the first time in his life, it was very inspiring. You know, I just let him have it. I'm like, Man, go for it like have, have your thing you know because you need it and so it's really it's fulfilling that way it's that's cool. so amazing that's so amazing that's so crazy because probably this person um specifically has been taking medication over and over again getting no relief he's probably doing like chiropractic i mean he's going to everyone and the the, the answer was you know deep within him and it's just i re i wish that most people actually realize this fact because you know we, we go everywhere outside of us you know we want everyone else to give us the answer and then we don't realize that you know it's right within us we just have to find it that's so cool yeah one of the of the the arguments i often have or, or i'm not gonna say it's an argument really but it, it's a it's an education you know i have a lot of people i work with a lot of yoga studios right. uh, in toronto 
and um, a lot of people who you know use drugs or a lot of people who do yoga to stress relief which i think is ridiculous yeah why the hell would you do yoga for stress relief do it because it's fun like yeah. um but anyway people have their motives but i'm always in the yoga class with a notepad at the front of the room and people come up and they're like what are you writing i'm like i'm just doing my work and then, <laughs> so i get clients that way it's fun um and, and it's helpful because people a lot of people do that i mean um people who use you know, psychedelics for their healing, stuff like that. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. I've been, um, I grew up with a shaman. So, uh, oh, you I, did? I know all about that. I was born into the hands of a shaman who was also the clinical director of the uh, Canadian Psychological Association. Wow. So, um, I was literally born into his hands. So it's, uh, it's probably had an impact in some degree, I yeah. think. But uh, that's my delusion. But, uh, <laughs> um, but basically, I grew up with that my whole life. And yeah. without the drugs, but you know, I got into that later. But because I wanted to understand it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But through that process, I understood why people have bad trips, why they have emotional fears and things that they're trying to get rid of through these mechanisms, which is all external. Yoga is external, drugs are external, it's all external. Um, and that's not bad, but there's another way. And once you understand the mechanism of the mind and how you know it's actually working for your advantage, then a lot of this stuff gets a lot simpler to look at. And we stop having to you know combat our psyche and think that it's screwed up. The worst thing that you can ever do is think that your brain is screwed up, it's not. Yeah. It has millions of years of evolution ahead of you and you're, I don't know, 30, 20 years old and mm -hmm. you think it's screwed up, who the hell are you? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the reality is your brain's always working for you. And when you understand that, you understand the function of why that happens. And you understand the, the kind of the quadrant of emotions as Wayne James mentioned. Um, it gets really easy to be able to ask questions to release emotions and clarify your mind. Mm -hmm. This happens very often, but and, and nowadays it's it's kind of unfortunate that I have to argue that so many times with people who are like, oh no, depression is a disease, you can't cure it. I'm like, I've done it thousands of times. Like, mm -hmm. it's not that hard. It's just your brain responding to trauma. Mm -hmm. And so, because it's brain inflammation, why is your brain inflamed? Go mm -hmm. think about that, right? Mm -hmm. It's what you're eating, it's how you're moving, and it's what you're thinking right? Yeah. So you're causing fire inside the body, it's inflammation. And so when you calm that inflammation down, which is just a stress response, inflammation is nothing but a stress response. The minute you do that, you clear the inflammation, the depression goes down. So it's doable, you know, the, all these things are doable. Um, but when that's the argument I always get into now with the young, younger kids is they're, they're, they, it's so hard for them to believe because we've been programmed since like kindergarten, that right. you know, you've got a mental illness, you need pills, you need this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm on that noble quest to kind of be yeah. that, that ongoing kind of natural health kind of concept. So. I love, I think you've said this to me before as well, that the brain is intelligent. And I believe the same thing with the body. The body is an intelligent, you know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's an intelligent being. It knows more than you do. And in our head, we kind of think that we know things, but we don't really. Can you kind of explain to me a, a bit more on how we can use that thinking or that intelligence for our betterment? 
<laughs> well, uh, a non-specific question gets a non-specific answer, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I probably do better just to share a story on that. Um, I had, uh, it, I don't know why, but I just, I do get a lot of health cases. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll share a story of well, one guy um, or child who's a 12-year-old boy who I was asked to go and work with. And I don't normally work with kids, but now that I have a kid, it's getting a bit easier for me to do that. Um, but at the time, I was pretty nervous about it, but I worked with him. And uh, he was a kid, uh, his name was Simon, and he was going blind. Um, he had macular degeneration at a young age and uh, didn't understand why. They figured it was a genetic thing and, and okay. And so um, it's kind of a neat story because it shows the two patterns that happen. Because there's always a, a stress response or a loss that's causing something. And then there's the hidden strategy to continue it. Right, uh, right, right. So both have to be looked at. Um, there's a hidden motive for every, every affliction we have. So I, uh, I put them into hypnosis, and kids go under right away. It's great. Okay. Uh, no, no barriers. And um, I, I asked them, I said, is there a feeling uh, that's inside, in front, behind, above, below, beside the side, your eyes? that's keeping them from being able to see properly. He says, yes, there is. I said, what color is that feeling? He says, it's dark blue. Now in hypnosis, your, your mind perceives things differently. So you, you, you have different sensory understandings. And he says, dark blue. I said, okay, where is it? Said, it's in front of my eyes. I said, okay, so how does that feel? Does it feel scary? He's like, yeah, it's really scary. I said, okay, so let's play with it, right? I got him to just play with it in his mind mm -hmm. and you know, turn it into a basketball, shoot it through the hoops, it has fun, comes back. You know, all these little tricks here just to tell his subconscious that you have control over this. That's the most, right. that's the reason we do that. And uh, so we suggest that he has control over it and then the body responds because it does anyway. And uh, so then we got it to a point where it was like a white ball of light and he puts a smiley face on it. It was hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, and then I said, so is this threatening anymore? He's like, no, it's not. I said, great. Do you want to know where it comes from? He's like, okay. I said, great. On a count of three, two, one, let's go back and find out where it came from. So bring me to the point where this feeling emerged three years earlier which is right when his eyes started to degrade mm -hmm. uh, he brings me to a moment um where he's in the funeral he's, a, he's in a funeral home at the funeral of his cousin who died and his cousin died in altering vehicle accident it is you know he's, he's pretty gross um and so they had a closed casket right. and uh and so I said, okay, Simon, so I know that this scene sucks anyway. I'm not going to debate that, but um, what else is wrong with this moment? And he says, well, um, I think the real issue is that I, I can't see him. Right. What an interesting affirmation when you're going blind. Right? Yeah. So uh, I said, why can't you see him, Simon? And he says, well, it's a closed casket. I can't see him. I said, so the casket's in the way in front of his eyes, right? Yeah. And uh, so then I said, what color is the casket, Simon? He says, dark blue oh wow so oh man yeah so literally from that moment he started losing his eyesight because oh, he lost man. someone that he loved it was like a brother to him he can't see him anymore so the longer it the longer distance in time between where he was where he could see him to now gets smaller and smaller and smaller so he has no reason to see <laughs> and there's a genius and um wow. so i in that moment one of the things you can do with your mind is just say okay well you know what you didn't realize, Simon, was that the spirit of your cousin was sitting right next to you the whole time. And uh, so he connected with that, had this huge emotional release, and then moved forward. And uh, it was amazing because within literally hours, he could see perfectly. 
um, without glasses. I mean, it's crazy. Oh That's my God. The craziest case I've ever had in my life. Um, it sounds unbelievable, but you know, once you understand the mechanism that causes this dysfunction, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not really that. And, and there's tons of there's tons of research to show that it's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Gavin, I spent a day with Gavin Monte last year, and uh, he's looked. He's ten, tens of thousands of research articles that he's looked at that uh-huh. show that this stuff has evidence that chronic illness and disease is a function of childhood trauma. Now that wasn't the end of the game for him, though, because his eyesight cleared up, but he still wanted the glasses. Right? And this was part of the strategy because the, if he had glasses, he wouldn't get beat up at school. Oh, it wouldn't hit anyone that with glasses, right? Which is another reason why you have to look at both components of something. You have to, like if you're depressed or anxious, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can clear that. Yeah. But you can go to a seminar, you can have a life, you can break through all that stuff. But if you don't clear the hidden motive to continue being afflicted, right, right, then you're not going to be able to transform it long term. And that's another that that's just a, a consequence of the brain using an affliction or a limiting belief or something like that as a strategy to help you get more authentic. And that's what people don't understand. So the, rather than you know, to, to answer the question, rather than looking at illness or mental disorder, or, or negative self-talk, or unhappiness, or depression, or anxiety, all these other things, or, or lack of clarity, or procrastination, all the things that we love to talk about. Mm-hmm. Rather than looking at those things as, as things that we need to get over, why don't we look at them as, how is that actually helping me get what I really want? Right. If right. we ask that question, then we have a different frame on it. We stop thinking that we're just screwed up, mm-hmm. which doesn't help anyway. And then you get to actually understand from an analysis point of view, how is my brain in my life trying to help me? And when you ask those questions, sometimes it takes more work to understand that. But once you get into that frame of mind, you start to understand, oh my God, my depression is helping me get out of a fantasy that's not true for me. My anxiety is helping me tell the truth. You know, right. My procrastination is helping me get real with what I really want instead of the real timeline and real goal. Uh, there's all sorts of things like that. Um, from my experience and what I've seen, most of our our challenges in those areas come from setting goals that are are not realistic. They're not real, uh, or they're unrealistic in time. The amount of time and energy it would take to do it. And the other thing that happens, and and so that's one side of it, but that's also sort of a, a sub consequence of the biggest challenge that people have, which is subordinating to other people. Uh, and so when we're, whenever we subordinate to someone, we make them more important than us and our values. We then inject their values into our life, thinking we need to be more like them. Mm-hmm. And as a result, and we, look, we all love to talk about that compare and despair syndrome. Yeah. But as a result, what happens is you then set goals that aren't yours. Right. And then you start creating the ABCDs of negativity, which are anger and aggression towards yourself and others, feelings of blame and betrayal towards yourself and others, challenge and criticism internally and uh, outward. Uh, and then despair, despondency, and depression as a result. So those things are natural byproducts of infatuating with someone else's life, expecting you to have a life that's not yours. And that feedback comes in not to screw you up and drive you crazy, but to let you know that this is what you've done. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's, it's just a, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. It's just an effect, the byproduct. Right. 
it's a natural feedback mechanism that your brain's trying to help you. So then once you look at that and you start to understand, well, then if I'm depressed, what am I elated about? Because elation and depression come in pairs. So once you find that, that out and you start asking questions to take that off the pedestal, the depression rises up too because it's all balancing. And then you, get, you reach the authentic point where there is no fantasy, there's no depression, you just have now. And now you have a spontaneously inspired human being who knows what they want to do. And uh, that's what is the biggest challenge that people have. Uh, I get lots of people who ask me all the time, you know, how do I, how do I stop being so emotional about this person? And I said, are you emotional about someone who has less than you? Usually not. You know, are you emotional about the person who you hate and despise and would kick to the curb if you had the chance? Probably not, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. only when we put people on a pedestal are we affected by whatever they do and their opinion of us, which is why you can do all sorts of work on resentment. You can do all sorts of work on you know, negative self-talk, negative beliefs, all this stuff. But it's never going to actually do anything until you clear whoever you have on a pedestal and start kind of owning your power so you can come to the same level. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have freedom. You finally understand that, oh, my God, I'm not lesser than and I'm perfectly fine the way I am. Great. So now that you understand that, what would you like to do? And that's, yeah. um, that's, that's, to me, that's the most inspiring work because it's actually works. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I feel like most relationships are like that. We put uh, the, the person on pedestals and that's how we, that's how we are in relationships. Uh, at least for me. Yeah. So that makes yeah, sense. Okay. It's a, it's an amazing, um, you know, the, there's primarily two things that, that, that get in the way of people's fulfillment, and it's it's putting other people on pedestals, mm -hmm. and um, it's also expecting uh, happiness without sadness, or positivity without negativity, mm -hmm. or peace without war, or uh, nice without mean, or union without chaos. Um, these delusions uh, cause a lot of chaos in people's lives. Uh, because the reality is that, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's going to be crazy. I mean... I think we have to kind of take a step back at some point and recognize that, okay, am I happy all of the time during my day? Fuck no, of course not, right? Uh, can anybody claim to be happy during their whole day? No, and anyone who does is delusional. Yeah. And if you go and study their life long enough, you'll understand that they have the other side too. I mean, I have lots of people who come to me and they're like, well, what about Abraham? What about Eckhart? What about... I'm like, I know the backstory behind these people. These people are devils behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, when you understand that, you're, I mean, Tony Robbins punched the guy out once behind the stage. I mean, this is part of the game. But you have to understand that, that these people are actually equally as aggressive as they are inspiring. And, mm -hmm. and the reason that is because they need both. You need to be the hero and the villain to be able to accomplish the most uh, in your life. And especially in relationships, it's very interesting. We, we sort of go into it expecting that it's always going to be supportive and positive and nice and kind and harmony, peace, all that stuff. And, um, and when the reality comes out that people go through shitty times and then they tend to lash out at you when you're interrupting that, expecting, uh, you know, it's like, okay, you're going through a shitty time and I expect you to be nice towards me. Yeah. And then you lash out at me and then I feel, oh God, I don't like you. And then I blame you for how I feel, which is mm -hmm. delusional. Because that's just, I can't blame anybody for making me feel anything. I make my feel, myself feel this way. But I'll only feel... Um, that negativity when I have my illusion of who this person is supposed to be projected on that individual, which my own, my own positive fantasy. Mm -hmm. that you neutralize that stuff out and you start to set more realistic understandings and relationships, which is that it's going to include peace and war, nice and mean, kind of cool, support and challenge, yeah. and great feelings and shitty feelings. 
you, you tend to start to appreciate that shit, it's going to be hard work. And if you want to have a relationship and then work on it, but if not, and just want to cop out and not handle the challenge, that's okay too. But I think it's wiser to just understand that it's going to have both sides so that you can walk into it and walk out of it without, you know, false expectations that cause unhappiness and resentment, which causes uh, vicious cycles in the future of the same thing. So, that's amazing. I love, love everything that you've said till now. I just, I just want to like, I just want to listen to this over and over and over again and just ingrain it into my head. Um, so if someone wanted to kind of get coaching from you or figure out where you are, where are you on the internet? Is it stephangardner.com or? Well, that's, uh, yeah, stephangardner.com is, is, um, is, is, is there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm primarily doing that by myself, so it's not the biggest thing, but you can put in your email and I'll, I'll get, get to know you. Um, I'm also on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, most people, I mean, most people will use Facebook to get in touch with me, yeah. um, but the website does work. So okay, it. cool. Thank you so much for all of this amazing stuff. I'm sure I'll want to invite you again to have more of a conversation later. Uh, again, if you guys are interested, go check out stephangardner.com or on Facebook. That's how I found Stefan. It's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. So check it out. Thank you again, Stefan. I hope that you have an awesome day. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Go check out my website at themillionairehippie.com if you want more free, awesome content. If you really like the podcast, please consider giving me a five-star review on iTunes. Until next time, namaste.